In this episode of Orudua, James connects with Elizabeth Gray, no Ngāti Tūwharetua, no Ngāti Rehia, ue pōhatsu e tamaupoko, as they explore her taungapūro practice and reminisce on the teachings of her kaiako, the late Rangiria Haidley. Focusing on spreading the concept of taungapūro, hei rongoā, Libby is passionate about sharing her many skills with our people and guiding wahine through haputanga for a holistic approach to well-being during pregnancy. Noreira Eteiwi Tena Aretarinomai. Tauri, <laughs> Tengere o tenguru e nguru mai nei. Kete kete ana te kaka kuku ana te kereru titi ana te tiraira. Tia hoa ki ana i te ata hapara. Maafiti mai ra ko tamanui teira kia uhi wero tau mai te oro mauri uie uie taiki. Kia ora koutou, kia ora koe a Libby, kei konei tātou mo tēnei te podcast me ki, ko te ororua, uh, ki te noho noho nei te taha uh, Libby Great, e me aki ki a koe e hoa, e pai tatu mai nei, uh, ka kōrero taua, uh, e pāna e tō hairinga, tō mohi o tanga, uh, e ki tēnei te ao uh, taonga pūoro, e so koe nei e, e, e me aki ki a koe so, pass it over to you, my friend. Bye. Tell us a bit about yourself um, and a bit about your background. Uh, yeah, in Tonga Pūoro. Kia ora. 
tēnā koe, kei te tungane, mou i tuwhera i tēnei kaupapa i te rangi nei. Ko aia hau, heuri a hau, heuri tēnei no Ngāti Rehia, ki te whanota, Ngāti Ue Pohatu ki te Tairawhiti, Tama Aupoko ki te Awatipua, Ngāti Tūwhare Toa Anohoki. Oi! e tipu a ki au i kahungunu kei te takiwā o waikato maniapotoa hei mō ngā tau shucks, te kaumā ono te kaumā ono kua hipa e ruaku tamariki ko te puna i te arehua te ngahuru kurawhatia kukua manawai stewart te mātāmua ko ko pūroa te huinga o ngā waimatua ahuura ari i te toa ao te rā, Stuart. Taku geo, taku kōpūroa, taku pōtiki. Ko Elizabeth Jean Grey. Kao pai. Oi. Pēra ki a James Thornton Webster. Oi, maori ake nei, nei ingoa. Maybe you could give us a bit of your background. I know you're involved in haputanga wānanga and you've been, you know, at the Waikato University for many a year, studied under Rangiria Hadley and, yeah, you've had quite a big life in Tonga Puoro from what I understand. So give us a bit of a background on on how you've come to be who you are now. It's really different being on this end of the mic, of the table, actually trying to whakakupu my ara or my journey in Tongapuro. Um, it started off down the river, down the Wanganui River, Tirohoe Waka. My Hawano would play Tongapuro down the river. And at the time, my brother and I, I would have been all of, I would say four or five. And we were in the backyard at home in Napier, digging away and dug up a, a shell. This shell was huge. We all know in Aotearoa our shells don't grow very big, but this one is a big one. This would have been 30-something years ago, <laughs> showing my age. But at the time, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of kōrero around recovery or looking after our taonga pūro. And so my mum did what she thought was best and dunked it in Janola uh, for several weeks, cleaned it up with a toothbrush. My dad knocked it off, knocked the end off and fashioned a mouthpiece with putty that he had. And um, with that came our my first, very first tonga pūro. And it is the pūtara or the taratara shell, pūtātara. And we used to just jam it, just go out the front and brr, brr, and that's all. We didn't know any other kōrero. And so Nāwai Nāwai was decided that I would go to university. And I quickly went through my degree, University of Waikato. Wasn't ready to go out into the big world. So I stayed back and did all of the cool papers that were on offer at Te Wānanga at the time, which were... The, the create my creative side, Tonga Puro, Raranga, 
and Kapohaka. And so I did that. Uh, it's where I met Rangiria Headley, who was the kayako at the time, who had taken over from Hirini, Melbourne. And I realised she was from Tuwharetoa and I was from Tuwharetoa. She took me home and she taught me about my whenua from t- my Tuwharetoa side. So naturally we had this hononga and Taonga Puro was my hononga also. And I was drawn to Taonga Puro because I didn't realise, I guess in my journey, that there was more than rangi and papa and the tamariki, the normals that we grew up with, the tanes, the ruaimoko, the rongo, etc., the So I started Taonga Puro because of the papa of Taonga Puro. And even the kōrero about Atua, well, we know that our Atua are neither wahine nor tāne, but our Atua that were more female. Penei a hinerau katauri, hinerau te whanau, hineti katakata, hineti iwa iwa, I didn't even know about. Um, so that kind of started my journey and that's what grew the passion. I was never very a very good player of the instruments, but I loved the whakapapa and the kōrero that went with our instruments. And so a part of the classes that Angiria taught, we got a shell of a kōwewe, got all the kōrero before we even got the shell, uh, weren't allowed to touch any instrument until we knew the whakapapa <laughs> of oh, those yeah, instruments. Cool. Mm. And before I was allowed my kōwenewene, my holes in the kōwewe, I had to be able to play a reel. And so <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> took a while because I liked the blats, the the loud poo, because I'd been practising on our poo tatara for how long. Uh, by the time I got to university, yeah, it was in me. And so playing our ngāwari, our reo ngāwari, our reo wahine, our reo our real pepe was a bit of a struggle. But yeah, I practiced and practiced and and eventually I could hoot hoot. <laughs> From that, Rangiria taught us about the levels of sound. Our first level being you and I talking. Our second level possibly be aircon that you would hear in a, in a whare. The third level of sound could be the traffic that you can hear outside of the whare. Uh, and the fourth level of sound, which is our most important and which I feel gets us in the feels, is the reo te taiao, or uh, the sound that we can't hear. Pēnei te o ngā ao kapu ai te rangi. Te ruku o te manu ki runga i te wai, ki roto i te wai. Te au o te moana. And so um, I have kind of spent my life since 2005 trying to crack that, the fourth level of sound. During your time with Langi Edia? I feel like it stemmed from being under the korowai of Langi Edia and it grew from... Te matenga o Rangiria, so she's been gone 12, 12 years now, 11, 12. And, yeah, when she passed, 
there were all of these tohu, and there are still tohu today, uh, reminders that she is definitely a part of my intimate connection with Te Awairua. Earlier days, I would miss her, and then I would look out and see a gentle breeze hitting a rākau and the different movements that that rākau made and there was a dream I had had not long, a couple of days before she passed and we had organised, I said, can you, because we knew she was passing, she knew she was passing, I said, can you um, pass away when I'm still in Aotearoa or when I come back? <laughs> she <laughs> laugh away yeah. and, oh, right then, <laughs> be on your, on your watch. And so the dream that I had was that I was in Hawaii and I came back to this pile of dirt. So she had passed while I was in Hawaii, but in my dream. And this pile of dirt I was crying to and then uh, she goes... What are you crying to that piece of dirt for in my dream? And I turned around and I looked at her and I was like, huh? And she was dressed in her Crocs and, and her garden clothes, just, you know, just at home clothes. Um, she goes, what are you crying to that piece of dirt for? Then I turned around and I brought my eyes out to her. I was like, I'm sorry, I missed it. I missed everything. And this was in my dream before she had passed. And she said, I'm not in that pile of dirt. I'm in the... I am the warmth of the sun. I am the glistening on the ocean. I am the wind and the breeze, you know. So she was talking about the taiao. And I, yeah, kind of snapped out of it in my dream. And But when I woke up, I knew she was close as she had passed away the next day. And so for me to go to Hawaii, I was going to Auntie Noi, a close friend of Rangiria and the Fano Noi Noi, and we went there and we had a tangi because she couldn't make it back. But my point, I guess, in saying this is that very early on, I learnt uh, how to communicate with the Taiyo uh, because of the early teachings of Rangiria. Uh, yes, yeah, so I guess from that day on, I've been trying to crack the fourth level of sound. <laughs> And there are accents of that when we are noa, when we are tau, and when we are hono with the puro. And it's when the listener is, oh, that's yummy, or, you know, that's beautiful, mm. or they can really feel it. I'm like, yep, yeah, there we go. Cracked it. <laughs> Cracked it. It's amazing the memories have of our mentors, eh? Like people know. that have taught us and shared personal insights into their life or their thoughts people like Rangi Edia and, you know, one of my mentors is um, Paki Harrison, you know, like yes. Bumut Whakairo and mm. all of the gems he's dropped over, you know, over his time and stuff. So whenever I'm doing some Whakairo on my Tonga pool on that, you know, you get waves of conversations, yes. you know, that are prevalent in mm. the array that shape and mould who, who we are and, and, you know, and how we grow in mm. life and um, Tonga Pūoro. You know, like yourself, years really helped me develop and grow, uh, you know, mātauranga wise and connection wise to Te Taiao. Being a kid that was brought up in, um, you know, the suburbs. So, 
say uh, I sort of understand too that you are involved in um, Haputanga Wananga and use yeah. your tongue for heaps in there. Could you sort of share with us maybe your how you know from what you've talked about oh, no. how your transition or how you flowed and moved into that sort of arena? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was I was a practitioner myself of Tonga Puru Heirongwa Itewa o Te Haputanga. Uh, we had an unexpected outcome when we found out our son had a heart condition at we were 22 weeks pregnant. And the preparation we needed to have, not only for our unborn son, but for us as a whanau, as a hapori, as a hapu and an iwi, to be able to bring this boy into this all hitting the ground running. And so when we found out about his heart condition, we brought on all of our taonga tukuiho, our rongoa, our karakia mo te atea, mirimiri, kōrero, taonga puro. And so throughout my pregnancy, I did play specific taonga puro to whakanoa and whakatau and whakarite. In particular, the reassurance for me, because often at times we are living in the future, anxieties, which was me, hapu. Oh my gosh, my baby's going to come out, only have five minutes of skin on skin, then go off and be hooked up. Have his first open heart surgery at four days of life. Second open heart surgery at four months old and his third open heart surgery just before he turned four. So a big journey that I guess was created for him before he was even in this world. And so a part of me, well, we all know that ki te pai, ki te noa, ki te taua mama, kua pai, kua noa, kua tau, a pipi. O tira te whanau. And so a part of that was I need to make myself tau uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, all of the lees. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Tonga Puro helped me get there quick. It helped me because when I did get hapu, that was six years post losing Rangiria, and she was one of my rocks. She was my go-to for anything Māori, tikanga, wairua. And so I sought solace. Yeah, lots of questions I asked Rangiria in that time, and I used the Tonga Puro to do that. Uh, the Pongaihu... Um, that I have today is the ponga who her and I made for my dad's birthday. Just a little side note. And then when she passed away, I took it back. <laughs> and I've had it ever since. But it's my main, um, I think about the tonga puro and the ponga who and the purity of the ha from our ihu. And the kōrero that was given to me in Tahiti over there was that the ponga who is the purest tonga puro because we can't we can talk smack out of our mouths but we can't talk smack out of our noses and so that tonga puro ponga ihu was my main where i played to her uh, but also to our kōpū pepe and so being a practitioner a tonga puro heirongoa i te tanga practitioner decided I was doing my studies for a master's in Tonga Puro, didn't know what it was going to be. At that time, earlier on, Rangide and I were going to do a master's together and we didn't quite make it. 
So, yeah, I decided to pursue that mahi and then brought on my mate who was a, a midwife. Like, let's do our masters, you know, let's just fai uh, tauranga ano. And so she she jumped on the waka too. And at that time, she was running Hapuananga and said, hey, you should share your story. Share your story with our wahine hapu who might be feeling like they're living too far in the future, anxieties or living too far in the past and stresses. And so we put a little formula together <laughs> and I was going in, initially going in uh, while I was working at the university, but going in on my lunch breaks and delivering these presentations to the wahine hapu. And then I decided a year ago now, uh, to we're here from Te Whareuananga Waikato, I feel like I had a different ara and a neig te ara, <laughs> te ara taonga puoro. And so working full-time now with Hapuananga ki tainui, uh, reclaiming mātauranga Māori through wānanga. Awesome. That sounds awesome. There's no greater way to share stories than from personal experience, eh? Ana. I remember having a chat with a... Uh, an acquaintance one time, and this person was uh, teaching business at a polytech yeah. business school and had to talk about what he was doing and all that sort of stuff. And I asked him, I says, oh, have you ever run a, and he's a young fellow, oh, have you ever run a business yourself? And he's like, oh, no, nah, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he had never run his own business, mm-hmm. you know, so teaching people about something you've never done is sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So sharing from personal experiences is the greatest teaching, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and and for yourself too, I think you know because you uh, you know you live with these Tonga Puoro, you have all this cordon on this, not until you're faced with sort of like a crisis or an issue yes. that um, the Tonga really show their true magic, you know, their oh, true rongwa. Um, if you believe in them as well, you know. Uh, no. So thanks for sharing that story. So in terms of, you know, what you're doing with Tonga Pūwana, because I know that you're starting to travel quite a bit with your, your yeah. mahi too. So, yeah, as a sort of like sort of extension or growth of, you know, your commitment to Tonga Pūoro. Can you tell us a little bit about how that sort of works for you, especially yeah. having kids and, you know, because I know myself, you know, as a father of and a family and travel quite a bit, you know, juggling juggling life and family is always, um, always an issue, <laughs> sort of an issue <laughs> or, you know, something that you navigate through. Um, yeah. Very early on, I learned about having one foot in the door and one foot out. And when you have one foot in the door and one foot out, you're just coasting on things. And so um, in order to fully commit, you want to have two feet in the door or fully commit two feet out of the door. Uh, my decision to leave the University of Waikato meant that I was two feet out of that door and two feet in the Tangapuru space. And it was there where all of the opportunity opened. It wasn't until I left the Whariwananga Waikato that I learnt that there was mahi 
in the hapuana kitainui space. And so from that stemmed all of this other mahi and requests for workshops and presentations to share taonga pūro hairongoa first, and then I ventured into the different parts of my experiences and knowledges. And so being able to say, go down to Bluff for a week and work with the whānau there to capture their taiao, their real taiao, or to um, recently go to Vancouver and assist in uh, an Indigenous conference and using Tonga Puro to whakaniko our kōrero tuku iho. Yes, you Definitely need a punatotoko, a strong punatotoko that you can rely on, that you know your paharakeke is still full on growing mode at home. And, you know, I have a beautiful punatotoko that I have wrapped around me, a beautiful korowai that enables me to do the things that I do. Yeah, and e kore e mumiti takupuna mihiki katoa. I didn't realise, I didn't think about the pull that I was getting from different parts of the ao and my ao until I sat back and I had to write what I'd been doing i te ao taungapuro, and I was going, far out, this is pretty cool. One, it's really cool to know your real these days. It's really cool to, just with COVID, etc. it's really cool to know rongoa, and it's really cool to be Māori. And so all of this together has opened the doors, you know, with exhibitions with the likes of Margie All and Leilani Kake, uh, being with, with you and Tungane Jerome and Mahiatua Spaces, podcasts like this and others. I'm humbled. I'm humbled to learn that people want to wanna hear my whakaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's... When I do say something, people like the kōrero. A little bit early on, people are like, oh, you're a Tonga Puro practitioner. I was like, oh, no, nah, I just like to jam. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, yeah, now to actually standing in your own truth and being your unapologetic self, I have mm. kaifakatangi puro ahau. And I do have some kōrero that I would love to share with you because I feel like the more our people know, the more... I don't like to say this word, but for lack of a better word, normalised our tonga puro are in the whare. Yes, that's right. Having that puna tautoko for sure, you know, when you're travelling to know that, you know, everything's still good at home and your kids are being nurtured and stuff like that, it's pretty important so you can carry on doing what you do. Mm. You get a little bit moki moki too. You know, there's a lot more practitioners sort of working in tonga puro now. But for many years, there was only a few of us, you know, yes. so it was like you felt a bit mucky because you, you know, and then other people had day jobs, you know, and then because I'm like full-time artist, you're like, oh, can you come and talk all this? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I've got my day job, bro, mm. I can't come, you know, or yeah. whatever. But now, you know, it's good to have a kahui of uh, mates, you know, that mm. um, you can share some of this, um, these experiences with and share kōrero with, so... 
Yeah, that's cool, Ace. So in terms of Tonga Pūra, what is it to you? It's like specialising in like Pūraka. What's your sort of favourite Pūraka story? Have you got a little mm. gem there that you could share with us? Oh, I've, there's so many. Yeah, I know. there's so many. <laughs> I do this on the daily and so I feel like when you're passionate about something, how do you condense that into a... 40-minute podcast or however long this podcast is going to be, right? right. (laughs) I think we need to do a series two on Libby and James. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My go-tos probably are that our instruments are forms of communication. You know, uh, we have this whakaro that our tangapuro are musical instruments, and yes, I guess they are. But they're forms of communication, and we know this through our pūnako. Pēnei i te kōwaiwau, for example, to hinemoi tu tane kai. Uh, we can say that tu tane kai, or, yeah, depends on where you come from, we'll say this version, we'll use tu tane kai. Uh, we can say that tu tane kai played his musical instrument of kōwaiwau, but f- on the flip side, he was putting it out to the ao, hey, who wants me? <laughs> <laughs> and hinemoa heard the call, right? She heard the call, she jumped off her rock and she swam to that call. That's instruments of communication. Pumotomoto, for example, the ability to communicate, to instill, to imprint, to transmit, transfer, all of those cool kupu to matoreo ki te kōpū pepe, ki te awairua, our intimate connection with te awairua, our ability to communicate, to let our babies know that, hey, when you get into this world, rehua, you are going to have this huge as open heart surgery, but this is your whakapapa, this is where you've come from, and so on. The kuko, for example, kuko porotiti, I love the whakapapa of the kuko because... You can have a kuko that has a whakapapa from kauwairunga and a kuko that has a whakapapa from kauwairaro. Two instruments that are exactly the same but have different whakapapa, so have a different purpose. When we have whakapapa, kauwairunga, tāwhiri and whaitiri, then we have the ability to heal with that, that whakapapa. But when we are talking about tāne and hinerau, it's more of a, an instrument we can jam with or play or have as a toy, pēnei te porotiti, etc. Yeah, for sure. What are your like, aspirations for Tonga Pool and how can this be um, strengthened? With our people. Yeah, I think our common whakaro, and it's getting better now, is that men should be playing instruments and women shouldn't. <laughs> it's way better nowadays because there are more practitioners of the art. One of my aspirations is that we have a kahui of wahine that we can lean on and have kōrero from and kōrero to a puna tautoko of kahui wahine, so that our stories, our kōrero, uh, can be retold from a, a wahine point of view. My other aspiration 
uh, Ed Arb probably is the one that I'm most involved with in the now is to normalise the mahi puoro in our tamariki. And I'm currently creating a book with our Haumanu Collective, a kid's book. Oh, the whakapapa of sound, actually. <laughs> the levels of whakapapa of sound with Hinerau Katauri. And in the hope that when our kids are read to, they know the whakapapa, they know the kōrero. Because Tonga Puro is in their everyday lives, and it's probably the same with your your tamariki also, my girl would pick up the pungehu and have a hutut, and she's two. She'll also pick up a pear and hutut the pear <laughs> because it looks very similar in shape. Uh, and the huwe, uh, we grow huwe, and they are intimately connected with the whakatipu hue and the, well, not not quite the cleaning of the hue, but the helping of the hue to grow. So we'll go out uh, in the afternoons and kōrero to the tipu. Uh, my two-year-old is learning karanga at the moment, so she will, tēnā koe, hine putehue, tēnā koe, you know, just little short karanga, kōrero. And our son is, is learning uh, hue, whakapapa at the moment. So I'm doing my part, more so in the second aspiration. I feel like being an open vessel and being available and accessible to our people um, helps me tick that first aspirations box. Kia nohotanga ta whenua taonga puro, te ao taonga puro ki roto ki tēnā ki tēnā o tatau. There is quite a growing kahui of wahine that are doing tongapuro. Sort of amazing stuff out there in the, on the mutu. Uh, you know, Ruby Solly and Mariana Takao and Kahurere Moa. Beautiful practitioners. It's about accessibility. And like you said before, Sometimes we have a full-time mahi that pays the bills, but this passion is still really full flow. But we can't do this because the practicalities of this dominant stream life doesn't allow us to. And so I have a real big mihi to my current mahi because I am living and breathing taonga puro, heirongoa, uh, within my full-time mahi, so I'm able to do that. I have access to Monday to Friday ability to hono with taonga puro, and it's a part of my everyday conversation. Naturally, working for, working with in hospitals, because the hapuwananga is with te whatuora, and a part of the mahi, we go in and we look after. We are a punatotoko for our matua and our babies in Niku. And so we run a little punatotoko session there for the whānau to come in and hang out. But often, more often than not, I'm in there playing tongapuru to our babies, bringing the reo of our tupuna, of our ao wairua, which is a place that they know 100% because they've just come from Te Awairua, right? A way to connect with our pipi, te ao marama, 
and another way for our Fano to reset, re-energize, uh, reconnect with their pepe. How important it is for us to know where we come from, to know our whakapapa, so that we are intentional about the mahi that we do. Thanks for coming and sharing that your insights and um, your journey to hand. So, yeah, just wondering whether there's any final or tips you'd like to share with people. I was asked just last week, actually, what is it that you want to do? You know, how can you be a better kaumatua? And how can they assist me in, in getting to that or reaching my fullest potential, right? And I said, well, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm working in Tene Aohaputanga. My main passion, my main, I know that I've cracked it in life, goal was to work with uh, the start of life. And most recently, uh, my corridor has evolved to working with end of life. And the one and the same, Tonga Puro is a vessel to be able to bring life into this world and send life back to Te Awairua. And so I feel like I want to put the question out to Ngahunga Whakarongo e What's your purpose in life? What do you want to do? What do you really want to do? And then what do you really, really want to do? And if it's something, if that is not a part of your ara right now, make tracks to either put two feet in that door or split two feet out of the door. Yeah, yeah out of the door. Yeah, uh, make space, make room for the things that you really want. Reclamation of Matauranga Māori. Kia Māori Akene, Tatau, Kia Whenua. Dive into that puna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wash yourself, wash in that yes. puna. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Live in that puna. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, easier said than done. But um, you've <laughs> got to be conscious about making those changes. Eh? You've got to, it's, it's not always easy track. Mm. But, but if um, you want something yeah. and you really want it, you will make moves to make it happen. And the ability, our ability to create and breathe things into existence is very powerful. And I am living and breathing that very cordial. Awesome. <laughs> well, I see you have your uh, have a few instruments here. Oh, wondering yeah. whether you'd like to share a tune with us or something oh, as mm. we go out, as we wind up our session. Yeah, yeah. Um, I brought a few instruments. Pongai hukuko, putorino, pumotomoto. Pumotomoto isn't my usual go-to unless I'm uh, talking and being with wahine hapu. But I've just come back from a wānanga with from down from where I'm from, Awatipua, where we reconnected with our whenua and we learnt about our taiao. And uh, we have a tuahu on our whenua by the name of Hinetiwaiwa. 
and we can see the tūrutūru coming out of her. We have a mata, we have everything that Hinatiwe was um, in that moment. And so we did a bit of clearing away and whakapaipaiaia, and I sat there and I played the pūmotomoto after i whakato titi whenua or mātou But the beautiful thing about that moment was I was tripping out because I was like, wow, this is amazing playing the pūmotomoto uh, within, around and with Hinetiwaiwa and uh, how magical and how once in a lifetime that felt. But also the real that was played, I don't know if I can replicate that today because I'm not right, not there. <laughs> but there was a real that I got, an undertone, the real basi real, the puku real from the pūmotomoto. And I hadn't heard that from, from her before. And in conversations with Ngahuia, on my travels back, Ngahuia Murphy, she mentioned that, well, you know, pūmotomoto, te, te tara, te ahurumo waira momo mea katoa, that is the base, that is the real te puku, like, but it's from the depths. And so I was like, wow, that's amazing how everything aligns and how everything's meant to be. And so I feel like now that I've talked about that for ages, <laughs> that I'll probably just have a jam with that one. Kamehia tukia koe hoa i te tatu mai ki a 
kūrero au kōrero, ngā whakāro e pāna nā te aupūoro, karawe te whakarongo ki wenei o nā kōrero ka kōrero ia. E nā mā te, mā te atua e manaki tjakiana e ia tātou, um, kua tau pai ai, ka tauai, tauai te mauri, tauai te oro, tauai te mauri o, o ngā atua, o ngā tūpuna, uh, mā tātou e hui hui mai nei te rangi nei. Aga tauai te mauri, te mauri ārangi, te mauri ārpapa, te mauri ārai o te hotapu e. Ka tauai te mauri, te mauri o ngā atua, tauai te mauri, te mauri o ngā tūpuna, tauai te mauri, te mauri o te tangata, tauai, tōai, tā te mauri e, hui e, hui e, tāiki e. Ko te piko Ta-da! Uh-huh.